We depend on terrestrial ecosystems as much as we depend on air to live. That is precisely why every single living being matters. However, we're facing a biodiversity crisis. We're losing species and natural habitats, which threaten ecosystem, people and communities. The challenges are big, and in this episode, we'll hear from a company that is successfully addressing its impacts on nature. We'll also discuss the importance of reporting, because the private sector cannot afford to stand back. Achieving the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development requires action from all organizations, including improved management and disclosure on their biodiversity-related impacts, so that all companies and stakeholders can make informed assessments and decisions. We are now in the decade of action, and here we'll talk with companies and experts from all over the world about how they're taking actions on the SDGs. To learn from each other about the challenges, opportunities, and solutions on the road towards 2030. From the DRI, this is The Rising Tide. Episode on SDG 15, Life on Land. Paper manufacturer Asia Pulp and Paper is the type of company that actively combats deforestation. The reason for this goes beyond deforestation alone. As Elim Shritapa, Chief Sustainability Officer, says, this is about the whole sustainability process. For us, sustainability means uh, demonstrating uh, responsible business practices uh, throughout our global operation and supply chain. Especially for uh, SDGs 15, uh, this must include working in harmony with local communities, as well as protecting forests, peatland, and biodiversity. To be successful, we know that we need to demonstrate the clear link between our products and production processes and the needs of our customers, people, and stakeholders. As a company that's heavily dependent on renewable resources for their production of paper and packaging products, APP is at the heart of a challenge that branches out across a number of environmental issues. The company has incorporated the SDGs as a framework to work with to help illustrate the transformational change that the private sector can have. First, with its sustainability roadmap vision, which places sustainability at the center of its operations and then by strengthening the company's commitment to zero deforestation with its forest conservation policy. Under our forest conservation policy established in 2013, more than half a million hectares of forests from Sumatra to Kalimantan have been set aside for conservation. That represents more than 20% of the total concession area managed by APP and its supplier. So place and plans need to be back up by action, investment, and collaboration. And taking a landscape approach is key to balancing conservation and production, as well as uplifting and empowering the surrounding communities. And this internal policy goes beyond just that. So we have also implemented three very important programs that protect forests, builds community in pursuit of creating sustainable livelihood, 
for the people and ensuring diversity, equality, and inclusivity, included by diversity conservation. So the first one, we also use uh, or partnering with MDA, a Canadian satellite surveillance and intelligence provider, to provide monitoring and alerts through its forest alert service. So the full monitoring program covers APP's public supplier on the island of Borneo and Sumatra. The second, we established a community development which is based on the integrated forestry and farming system called the MPA, Desa Makmur Peduli Api in Bahasa. And another thing, we also partnering local NGOs and wildlife agency to make sure that we can protect uh, treasure animals such as Sumatran tigers, elephants, and Borneo orangutan so that they can continue to thrive within our supplier's concession. So for us, sustainability is not a buzzword or a nicely written document, but a word driven by commitment at the highest level within the company and encapsulated in action on the ground, such as upgrading and implementing measures at our production facilities to improve processes, achieve energy efficiency and water intensity, and minimizing the volume of solid waste making its way to landfills. For example, to maintain sustainability in our operation, we are committed to careful and responsibly manage three resources applying the precautionary principle in our approach to identifying and managing adverse uh, impact on the environment. APP also ramping up its product innovation, not only to meet market demands, but also towards protecting the environment. By applying innovative design and ensuring the highest manufacturing efficiency in our mills, we directly support our own as well as our communities and customers' sustainability goals. And this is also true for the company's internal production, procurement and supply processes. We require all suppliers, both current and potential supplier, to comply with our forest conservation policy. We have also developed supplier evaluation and risk assessment tools to facilitate the implementation of the responsible fiber procurement across our fiber supply chain. So through our uh, of custody policy, we also have developed a product tracking application to trace the product up to the plantation forest. So any customer purchasing fiber from APP will be able to locate this back to the source, which is important to many companies who only want to purchase sustainable products and who want to assurance on material supply chain. This kind of initiative contributes to promoting sustainable use of ecosystem and preserving biodiversity. It also helps to establish the landscape partnerships where numerous companies and other stakeholders work together to step up and accelerate action. Protecting and preserving a terrestrial ecosystem challenges forest managers to consider a broad range of sectors and stakeholders in decision-making processes because It requires a collaboration across an area of land, which includes various stakeholders such as government, private sector, and communities in order to achieve a common goal. This can vary depending on the landscape itself, but covers a variety of ecosystem services such as restoration, community, and habitat.
APP's progress illustrates the change that can be reached by the private sector. We really want to enable companies to report how they contribute to the SDGs and for biodiversity that would be primarily in the SDGs 15 and hopefully that would trigger as well action for them. Meet Elodie Chen, Sustainability Standards Manager at DRI. The action that she talks about includes improved management and disclosure of companies' biodiversity impacts. Because the question now is not whether the sustainable development goals are achievable, but how to deliver meaningful action on the world's most urgent sustainability challenges. However, as Elodie points out, current disclosures are neither consistent or sufficient. What we see is that for many businesses, the highest impact on biodiversity is in their supply chains. And that makes it quite difficult for organizations to, first of all, understand how they impact biodiversity. And also, the current GRI standard is primarily designed for organizations whose impact is in their own operation. So this standard has been developed 10 years ago, and I think they have helped many organizations to start their journey to measure and report on their biodiversity impact and has been one of the only framework to report on biodiversity, so that's a great legacy. But now we need to be able to have a soft framework that help all companies to report on their impact. For more effective, consistent and comparable reporting, the renewed biodiversity standard needs to be aligned with existing frameworks and tools that promote transparency on biodiversity. An example of this is the collaboration between GRI and the Task Force for Nature-Related Financial Disclosures, in which the revised GRI standard will input to the TNFD's work to develop a risk management and disclosure framework for organizations and businesses. The CDP will also use the new biodiversity standard to inform its disclosure system, and the WBA Nature Benchmark will build on various GRI standards in support of closing the corporate accountability gap in nature, together with partners and allies. So there are different initiatives or processes that really help companies disclose on their impact, but more help them understand how they should measure or monitor their impact. And so by having that very strong multi-stakeholder approach to developing our standard and also reaching out and developing or, or developing this collaboration with other processes to create that common language on why biodiversity is so important to understand and therefore to take action and report on. Something that should be highlighted with regard to collaboration is that it allows for creation of a common language, which essentially is the only way to present information in a relevant and transparent way. We are not here to create a new framework on biodiversity and how companies should monitor or measure their impact, but we really want to capture best practice in our standard, and that is what these collaborations allow us to achieve. In the end, it's really important to understand how companies really relying on biodiversity and what we call ecosystem services. So what are the services provided by biodiversity, by nature, that support human activities? If companies are to effectively reflect on and take accountability for their impacts on people and the planet, they need to talk about the whole spectrum of their impacts. There are businesses that are focused on this job, but still, we need more action to witness the change that we want to see. The Rising Tide podcast is co-produced by the TRI and Naranja Media. 
We want to thank Elim Shritapa and Elodie Chen for sharing their time and expertise. We also want to thank the Swedish government for making this podcast series possible. We greatly appreciate their long-standing support for sustainable development work, catalyzing actions towards the SDGs. Thank you for listening.